Yes, go off kingsdom of books. Who said that? <laughs> Me, just now. Oh, I thought it was Ryan. Ryan made another comment to Carlos. <laughs> He's like, Carlos is my bias. And I was like, I'm literally your wife. Like, I'm your wife. Push to side. <laughs> Welcome back. We're your three favorite booksellers. I'm Rose. Hi, I'm Carlos. Hello, I am Lauren. I have read this twice. You read it twice? Yeah, all the way through twice, but I've been like... There's no shot you liked it that much. I, but it's like, it's like a comfort, you know? That's insane to me. What are we covering? I don't even know what to do with my body. What book did we read? <laughs> well, this time around, we read... Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. <laughs> Nervous laughter. 20-year-old Violet Soringale was supposed to enter the scribe quadrant, living a quiet life among books and history. Now the commanding general, also known as her tough-as-talents mother, has ordered Violet to join the hundreds of candidates striving to become the elite of Navarre, dragon riders. But when you're smaller than everyone else and your body is brittle, death is only a heartbeat away. Because dragons don't bond to fragile humans, they incinerate them. Most would kill Violet to better their own chances of success. The rest would kill her just for being her mother's daughter, like Zayden Riorson, the most powerful and ruthless wing leader in the Riders Quadrant. Friends, enemies, lovers, everyone in Baskayeth War College has an agenda. Because once you enter, there are only two ways out. Graduate or die. <gasps> Please. So we, right off the bat, have very, like, divergent mixed with... Hunger Games with dragons and... All of the above. It was interesting to find out that, first of all, Rebecca Yaros has many books. I had no... (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know either. I was like, oh my god, look at this debut. Far from a debut. She's also a romance writer predominantly, and it's military romance because she's a military spouse. Oh, I guess it makes sense now. This was kind of like a debut. It was her fantasy debut. And it was kind of a military romance. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) So she's still hitting all all the things. First of all, this book is in first person. I know that's like very strange for a lot of fantasy readers, I feel like. Well, should should we get into it now? I have a couple things to say about that. Unpack it. Yeah, do it. So usually I feel like third person works better with fantasy because you get a wider view of the world and like the world building. And with first person fantasy, the character has to be very new to the world in order for the reader to also learn the world, if that makes sense. Because a lot of the times the world building is done through conversations. But if the main character already knows a lot, then they don't ask those questions to other characters to create those conversations for the reader to learn. And I feel like that's where it kind of lacked in this because I feel like we don't learn a lot about the history of the world. Like they say there was a war, but you don't really learn about it. I feel like that's going to be saved for like the next book specifically, especially with the way that this one ended. Because I think that was honestly the point of the first book is like she is only told very specific things about the history. And I mean, the whole basis of this book is that the people that are writing the history have been lying, right? Essentially, you're taught to learn one thing and her her whole world is turned upside down. So I think we were kind of kept in the dark on purpose. On purpose. But that was just my my takeaway from it. You learn stuff about like the Dragon Riders quadrant just based off of like how she's never been in it before, obviously. There was enough world building to me where it still felt like 
she was being introduced to something new. Yeah, I don't know. I just found it very lacking. Like, I wanted more. One of the main things that I really wanted to learn about was the religion. Because they kept talking about Malik. Oh, the god of death? Yeah, and there was a couple other gods they talked about. And I just wanted to learn more about that. You know, if there's, like, churches of these gods and, like, if they worship them or if they just exist. And I don't know. If it's just, like, a passive religion that all of them kind of just know of if we're at book four and we still don't know any information it would probably change my rating for book one because my mindset for book one is like well this is just the first book she wanted to kind of use this as a stepping stone like we still have so much to learn so i kind of gave it a pass that's why it's like hard because we have no hindsight to look at book one because book two is still not out but soon enough (laughs) Can we talk a little bit about just the the blow up of this book? It was so unexpected. We received it at our store right before I left for Korea and like literally like two days before I left for Korea and I saw it sitting in the back room and I was like, oh my God, this book is beautiful. They had sent us probably like 40 copies without any communication or anything. They weren't like, hey guys, watch out for this book. It just kind of arrived and the sprayed edges, everything. I was like, I have no idea anything about this book, but I'm buying this before I leave. And we checked like a billion times to make sure that it was not a strict on sale because I wasn't trying to get fired. (laughs) Oh, cool. It's not a strict on sale. It's beautiful. I'm just going to buy it, whatever. And it honestly didn't sell for the next few days. Like we had it on a table. People were like picking through it, but it wasn't like, oh my God, I need this right now. Do you guys have fourth wing? Like it wasn't crazy. And then I leave for Korea and you guys are like, we're sold out. Even like the few bookish people that I was with in Korea were like talking about it. They had already read it. And I was like, what is going on? Who is this? Rebecca. And it was sold out everywhere. Like couldn't even order it from Amazon. It was saying it would take months. No other store had it in either. I was seeing a bunch of YouTube videos about it, TikToks. And it's crazy because I mean, you know, Lauren, Joy got an arc, like an actual physical arc of this. I also have a physical arc. You do? Shut the fuck up. I do. Well, you've been keeping this quiet, right? Okay, so a couple months ago, you know how at, at the store we get those magazines? It shows us the upcoming books that are coming out in the next couple months. Around February, I think, we got one that had Fourth Wing on the cover. And that's when I first saw it. And I was really interested in it because I was like, okay, like Dragon Riders, obviously. And then when we got the arc, I literally just took it home. But then I never read it. And it's just been sitting there. I'm fucking shook right now. <laughs> Uh, How much you want for it, baby? I'm fucking dead. She said, yeah, I have an arc of it too. Okay? A boy bye. It's in pretty good condition too. I'm going to get my copy. Uh, um, I'll get my copy too. Hold on. Hot commodity right here, baby. Baby girl. Oh yeah, a lot of people aren't going to have the straight edges, huh? Got my copy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you have the physical or the um, sprayed edges one too? Yeah, I have the hardcover too. So nonchalant. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, when I got it, I didn't think, I didn't know it was going to blow up like this. I don't think, I think that's why I never read it. I feel like nobody knew this was going to just be so hyped up. No, I literally bought it just because it was beautiful. I read the synopsis on the inside and I was like, sure, beautiful, sounds cool. Let's do it. And then everyone was like, fourth and I was like okay okay I get it which is funny because when it got hyped I was like "Mm, 
I probably won't read this now, but then you read it, Lauren. <laughs> That's how I felt because I was really interested in it at first. But once it got super popular on TikTok, I was like, okay, like it's probably going to be bad. But yeah, Rose, continue telling oh. us about the characters. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. <shit>. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Little tangent. Anyways, we are... <laughs> We are in the perspective of Violet Sorengale, and Violet grew up her whole life pretty much thinking she was going to be a scribe, which is like the record keepers, basically. The nerds. Um, She's just going to live her life in the archives and, you know, read about history and all of that. And her mom, who she's a general, right? Yeah. Was like, mm, no, you are going to go be a dragon rider. So go off. And she was like, eh, okay. That's how she enters our <laughs> dragon rider uh, quadrant. Oh, but in order to even like do that, like you could die at any time. And Violet is super fragile and her bones break. We don't know, right? Like exactly what's wrong or going on with her. Yeah. I mean, they don't outwardly say like she has a chronic illness, but mm -hmm. like she deals with chronic pain. It's mentioned that her mom has a fever while she's pregnant with Violet. And so that's kind of why she's a little bit weaker. She's one of three siblings. Brother died in a rebellion. Sister Mira is a very badass dragon rider already. And as soon as Mira finds out that Mommy General was like, hey, <laughs> Violet's also going to be a drag writer. She was like, are you fucking for real? Be fucking for real, mom. BFFR. At least someone was trying to protect Violet, right? So Mira, she had all this gear for her, like her vest. It, obviously, it's not bulletproof, but it had like... <laughs> Dragon scales. I mean, basically. Yeah, like it was very hard to puncture that or go through that. She gave her daggers too. Yeah. In the armor. Yeah, because Violet knew nothing about how to fight. I mean, she had maybe a little bit of training before going in because her mom kind of blindsided her with this. Oh, and she gave her better boots. Oh, with yes. With like good grip. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is important for the parapet scene. Also, I want to note how different Violet's support system was when it comes to how Mira tried to protect her and how Dane goddamn Atos tried to protect her. <laughs> <laughs> My eye is going to twitch. Mira was like, I'm just going to tell you how it is. This is not going to be easy, but I'm going to give you all of the tools to survive. It was just such a different support versus Dane where he was like, oh, you fragile little thing. We got to get you out of here. You're going to you're going to hella die. And Mira was like, there's a chance you could die, but let's try and prevent that. Whereas Dane's like, I'm going to sneak you out of here. We're going to get you back to the scribes, you frail little bitch. And she's like, <laughs> I get it. I'm weak. Like shit. It was literally giving Tamlin. It like was. I literally got Tamlin vibes right from the beginning. Honestly, worse than Tamlin. Like Dane, ugh. For him to have been her childhood best friend, like he had no faith in her at all. Even when Violet was spelling it out for him, like, bro, even if you get me to the scribe quadrant, my mom is gonna drag me by my hair back into the dragon rider quadrant. So like this that was, this would do nothing but piss her off. Like, what are you doing? Exactly. And he was like, No, 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 no. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna take you back though. Oh my gosh. I hate when men just are like, oh, this frail, weak bitch, I got to protect her. I'm like, ew. I know. But then also when men don't protect me, I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? 
I'm just a girl. <laughs> it's like double edged sword. They do it. I'm mad. They don't. I'm mad. Relatable. <laughs> Protect me, but don't call me weak, please. Like Zayden was protecting her, but he was never calling her weak. He was calling her violent. I love it. I hated that nickname. That's the worst nickname ever. Violence? <laughs> like, what is that? I loved it. I loved it. Hello? No, there's no shot. Chokehold. Wait, don't. Let's not get to Zayden yet. Let's not get to Zayden yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll save it. <laughs> Someone talk about how she enters the quadrant, this parapet. I actually don't know what a parapet is. I had to look it up because I also didn't know. And from what I read, it was so confusing still. So I had to like go on Instagram to see fan art. It's basically like tall stone wall. Like it's like a little path, but it's like thin. I don't know. I like how that was a good setup for her friendship with Rhiannon she totally didn't have to do that and especially knowing that later on these people are going to essentially be like your competitors she would have rather made the friend than be in it alone and that's totally something that I would have done you you gotta have a girly pop when you're in these conditions right off the bat when I saw that I really thought that towards the end of the book Rhiannon was going to like betray her and try to kill her or something I did too I'm so happy that she didn't though I feel like it would have been so good it would have been such a good plot twist if she did that i would have absolutely cried no but they had such great times together and like the way that that's they why it would have made it even better oh, it would have made it even better but alas alas they they are just friends i totally forgot that there were other quadrants than just scribe and dragon rider oh yeah <laughs> There are four, right? There's the healers and infantry. Oh, I didn't even know. Yeah, healer quadrant, infantry, scribe, and riders. I think that's just those. What quadrant would you guys have been in? Oh, I would have either been healer or scribe. I'm not in any of those other two. Yeah, scribe or infantry. I would like to say that I would have been a dragon rider. I would have died. I probably would have died. I immediately would have died. I would have fell off the parapet for sure. I'm scared of heights. I don't think I have what it takes to be a healer. And I don't know if I would have wanted to be a scribe either, though, because history kind of bores me. Mm. So maybe I would have just done dragon riding just to like die. Yeah. Can you just like be a person, though? Like what? Can you just like not pick? Aren't all these people volunteers? Yes, for the most part. Because it's like an academy, right? Yeah, I think they're all volunteers. (laughs) Can I just be surviving? Be a villager. (laughs) Can I be a trophy wife? Ooh, yeah. Zayden? (laughs) (laughs) I knew knew you were going to say his name. (laughs) I had a feeling. Oh, my God. Oh, the rebellion. So the reason why we find out that Violet, Miss Violence, already has some enemies in the Dragon Rider quadrant is because there was a big rebellion. Zayden Ryerson's dad was like the leader of that rebellion. It did not go well. All of the parents of the rebellion people were slain. They died. And all the children were forced to be Dragon Riders basically as like natural selection forced natural selection either you're going to become a writer you're going to be on the front lines or you're going to die and the kids can't form groups larger than what three or five yeah three because they don't want them to rise up and rebel again and um that one guy that can see like outcomes of things if they form in groups of three or more or more than three 
then he won't be able to see the outcome of whatever they're planning, I guess. That's why Zayden and Violet have their little feud is because Zayden's dad killed Violet's brother, who was a healer, and then Violet's mom killed his dad. Or like ordered the death, yeah. Yeah, so basically they hate each other. The whole thing, Mira was like, stay away from Zayden Ryerson. Stay close to Dane because he's your best friend. He loves you. We'll protect you. (laughs) (laughs) Stay away from Zayden because he'll like want to kill you or whatever. And I was like... (laughs) Not the the tone switch. He'll like want (laughs) to kill you or... (laughs) Like he'll try maybe, but... So yeah, right off the bat, we've got some some solid enemies to lovers foundation. I actually really enjoyed like the slow burn enemies to lovers, which I didn't think I was going to, but I like how I like how it was done. And I like how they made these dragons so badass. They were incinerating humans. They were like godlike figures to these humans. And that was so cool to see that the dragons weren't just like the bitches of the humans, which makes the most sense because they're dragons. Like they're so much more powerful than us. So they had their own like their own little government type of thing, their own rules. Yeah, like their own society. Exactly. And I appreciate that they were like kind of active characters as well. Like you said, they weren't just there so that the dragon riders could be dragon riders. Like they would actually talk. (laughs) Your dragon's voice can be heard in your head and that's how you guys chit chat. Because once you're, what's the word? Once you're not mated to a dragon, once you're- Bonded. Bonded. Don't want to mate with a dragon. (laughs) Unless- I've read a book like that. I have read a book like that. Let me Dragon's tell you. Dragon's Bride. <laughs> felt like reading Animal Planet. <laughs> I thought that the pacing was really good for kind of everything. I really enjoyed how the events came to be until... Yes. We have the same feelings about this because I loved this book, if you couldn't tell. I do. <laughs> I really honestly do. But... I thought it was pretty mid. Not mid. Go on. God. I loved the pacing up until I think it's like 70% through or something like that. And there's like such a shift where for like three chapters, it just feels like so romancy. Forget the fantasy. Like there, it's just a romance book for three chapters. I don't know. She was like kind of really needy. And I know I talked to Rose a little bit about this where I like almost got the ick from it. There's a scene where Zayden is like feeling very woe is me because, you know, his dad is dead and it's the day of his dad's death. He goes out on the parapet to like have a little emotional cry sesh and Violet comes out and he's like, girl, go back. Like, I'm just having a moment. And she's like, have sex with me. (laughs) What am I reading right now? Like, that's what it very much sounded like. And she was just kind of annoying. It was really weird. She was not written that way for the first, like, 70% where she was very, like, she was getting the hots for him and she had moments of just being like, oh my god he's fine but then like it got back to the regular story and that's the moment i started disliking the book to be honest like it literally put the whole plot on pause just so they can fuck for three chapters (laughs) and the chapters aren't even short they're literally like 20 30 pages i was like what the fuck when is this gonna end like i was literally about to put it down i liked the sex scenes don't get me wrong they broke the room but it was just so out of place in this book i feel like i feel like she just added it to make it an adult 
because if those sex scenes weren't there, it would have it could have definitely been YA. Thankfully, it kind of switched back to like fantasy. But it was only like the last 10%. I feel like that it switched back. And I I have a rebuttal. I don't disagree with you guys. Okay. <laughs> I don't disagree because I do agree that it was very romancy at the end. And like Violet was just really, she was just horny for him. Okay. She really was. So horny. But my perspective was that this was a romance fantasy book. And I know Lauren disagrees, but... but- why was there no romance in the whole first part if it's a romance fantasy? In my head, though, because literally she would see there would be like hints of like, oh, my gosh, he's so fine. I also feel like those were so random and out of place for me. Like it just didn't fit with the whole like the feeling of the book. Of like, yeah, because I get the fantasy aspect of it was darker and then it just was like random teenage love because it did feel YA besides the sex scenes but I'm not complaining about that five chapters I I'm complaining it was entertaining (laughs) I'm writing a complaint letter to Rebecca Yaros (laughs) the little parts where she like just found him really hot kind of throughout the beginning of the book that wasn't where I was like having my issues it just felt choppy because I would not call this a romanticy. I do not see it. There is a sex scene, yes, multiple, but it doesn't happen until, again, 70, 75% through the book because it was very heavily like talking about strategies of war. Like this war college Mm -hmm. was the main plot. I think she's marketed as romanticy though, like on her Instagram. Because that's what sells. I feel like that's the only reason. If they're looking for romance and they have to wait to get to like that 70%, I feel like it's going to throw them off. I read it as romanticy. I mean, I went into it thinking that it was a romanticy. And then like, as I kept going, I was like 30%, 50%. 60%. Where is this romance? I think they kiss at like 50 though. Just because you make out with someone, that's not that doesn't make it a romance <laughs> book. Please. I feel like I know you say it's C plot. I think the the romance is like B plot. Come on. Their dragons are mated. She's bonded with his a dragon's mate. Like everything is just bringing them together. I think that it is a stepping stone to a romanticy. I think book two is going to be a romanticy. Mm-hmm. Oh, they already had all their setup. <laughs> They're in their enemies to lovers aftermath. The big twist happens and she's like, oh my God, are you a bad guy? And, you know, she for two chapters is like, oh my God, I do I hate him again? I hated that. <laughs> She's like, let me sit down and let me think of it from someone else's perspective, a.k.a. Zayden's. Wait a minute. Am I on the wrong side? Like, I like how she had a moment to, like, think. And it wasn't just, like, a big miscommunication trope where she was, like, hating him for no reason because she didn't think about his perspective. I know if you say it's not enemies to lovers, then it's, like, a spoiler. But I feel like it's not actually true enemies to lovers because Zayden was never going to kill her. He was never going to hurt her. You know what I mean? So I feel like if they were truly enemies, like, then he would actually be actively wanting to harm her. But in the end, we find out, you know, he's he's really been on her side. Like, especially when she saves Andarna, the feather tail, he was like, gonna go against the rules of the challenge. And he was gonna step in and save her. 
That that was probably my favorite part. Threshing. I think it was my second. My favorite part was when they were stealing the map from um her mom's office. Oh, that was funny. That was that was my favorite part. <laughs> I love that whole scene. I like when they like announced it and she was like, because we stole it from my mom's office. Yeah. And then the chapter <laughs> ends. I was like, ah shit. <laughs> Can one of you explain threshing? Okay, so basically the dragon riders are like working towards threshing threshing is the when does it happen october i think that's what they said october 1st which i know carla <laughs> like how do they have the same month things that we do that was so it threw me off i was like wait what are we like are we on earth right now it was so <laughs> weird and then they also use like wednesday and saturday i was like what the fuck <laughs> yeah that was so weird to me i honestly didn't even notice also they use when they were telling time they're like oh it's nine i was like how the fuck do they know do they have clocks like are clocks invented like what's the technology like that's another thing that wasn't really explained yeah i don't think we know the technology there but anyway good point Go on. okay <laughs> anyway it's so threshing it happens on October 1st, I think. And it's whenever all of the first years mostly or people that haven't bonded with a dragon that are still in the dragon uh, quadrant or the writer's quadrant, they go to try to fight and be bonded with a dragon. But I mean, they can be killed at any time. They're basically like sent into the- Hunger Games. The hunger, it's literally the Hunger Games. You just have to come out with a bond and it was interesting because they definitely uh foreshadowed like oh there's this big badass black dragon oh, that yeah. you know doesn't really it, it hasn't been seen for x amount of years and blah 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 that scene was just so good because she sees the little feather tail golden dragon asshole jack and his little friends are about to fucking kill this dragon for no reason literally just because they're horrible yeah she's like oh my god i need to save this little dragon so in my head i was like okay i thought she was gonna bond to this badass black dragon but this little it's described as this like weaker smaller dragon and i was like oh shit is she gonna bond to this feather tail like that would be kind of cool if they had this like you know journey to strength together and then she ends up saving it and the black dragon comes down and is like hop on bitch and she's like what <laughs> i was like what but he kills the the well yeah what's his name tynan tyne i don't know Burns them. Makes him a chicken nugget and then <laughs> takes her back to that area where like, you know, all the little bonded people are just vibing, basically showing off who they bonded with. And she comes down and she's like, what up? Because they're, they're writing down for the little history books, like who bonded with who. And she says Taryn's name. And then you hear, doesn't she like hear Andarna? Yeah, she hears Andarna's voice. <laughs> all of a sudden Andarna's like, and also me, girl. I was like, <laughs> and then Taryn is like, say, say it. And she's like, uh, Ann and Darna. Yeah, that was, that was pretty sick. And everyone's like, <laughs> that's when I was like, this book's getting a five for me. Is this a work of literary art? No. Nope. No. Definitely not. Something stuck with me. One of our friends, Amara, said that she gave a book a five simply because she couldn't stop thinking about it, whether it was for the worse <laughs> or for the better. And she was like, I just always found myself thinking about it. I'd be doing something, but I'd be wanting to read it still. And like, that's how I felt. I just could not put this book down. And when I did, I was like, when can I read again? 
I agree. I think it's it, for this, like it's a comfort read for me now, I feel like. And that's why it's a five. Like I know this is not the best book ever. It's not even the best book I've ever read. But I'm just like, I just want to read it all the time. It was a ride. It was a dragon ride. I feel like a lot of the twists or a lot of the plot points were kind of, you could guess them in the end. Yeah. But uh, it's just, I feel so comforted reading this. So yeah. I I just keep renewing my my living. <laughs> Please, oh my god! I don't think I could ever reread it. Like it was good, but I don't think I don't think I could reread it. I'll definitely continue the series though. I do want to know, find out what happens next. Yeah, especially with the way it ended, that was pretty good. Yeah. Let's first get into their abilities, the abilities that they get from the dragons. Oh, okay. Violet's mom, I'm pretty sure she can control storms, which is why it was interesting that Violet's ability ends up being lightning. Because I was like, oh, that's kind of a good little tie there. Which reminded me a lot of Red Queen. Gave very Mare Barrow vibes, which is why I loved it. Yeah, for sure. And then Zayden, baby Zay, he was a shadow singer. Of course. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he literally was. Yeah, he was basically Asriel and Resand meshed into one beautiful human being. Honestly, Zayden Ryerson is like top tier for me. Like I, he drowns out Resand like completely. That's a bold statement. I'm saying it. Period. And then the fan art for Zayden, like his tattoo and ugh. the scar. The scars. Ah! How many is it? 107? And, and yeah, 107. Something like that. 107 scars to lick. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Please. Now, little bitch ass Dane Atos. Hit, talk about his power. Talk about ugh. Dane the stain. On my life. Ew. Stain on Violet's life. Oh, yeah. His power was pretty sick. He can, like, see past memories. I think they mentioned that he has to touch your face or, like, your forehead or something like that. Yeah. Just, I think, just face. Like, I think before it was, like, they said something about him touching her temples or touching someone's temples, but I think it's just face. And we find out that he's a little shitbag and he does it multiple times because him and Violet are, like, such close friends or whatever he like always caresses her and he'll like kiss her on the forehead and on the lips without asking Ugh. <laughs> when he kissed <laughs> yeah. her after threshing i was disgusted i was like ew because he had already shown signs of being icky luckily though she, violet did not feel anything she was like mm, i thought i wanted to kiss him too but i feel nothing for this man there was no spark babes yeah that's the that's the moment i started disliking him he like gave me the ick he's very icky and then after she was attacked he like tried to get her memories without her permission too and he was like oh my gosh i didn't ask you know you didn't ask right spoiler alert he betrays violet we all know <laughs> But I kept trying to go back to see, okay, what was the moment that he did touch her face? I don't remember when it was because I don't think it was right before they went off during the war games. It had to have been before that, like maybe right after Zayden had told her where they were going off for their little missions. There was like a moment where he had touched her and it was after Violet had seen that Zayden and the other marked rebellion kids were like meeting in groups larger than three so he had reported that from the get-go 
to someone. I can't remember if it was like specifically Violet's mom or if it was just like another teacher or higher up, whatever. But yeah, Dane has been a rat from the beginning. I hate him. Literal pig. I hate him. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I like how his powers match very well with like his personality. Very Teen Wolf where you become what your personality. Oh my gosh, but that poor guy. The one who got the mind reading. Oh, yeah. And the teacher came and snapped his neck. That was so sick. I felt so bad for him. I was like, oh, my gosh. No. (laughs) And the teacher just so nonchalantly was like, ooh, yeah, no. Wild. Yeah. Like, okay. He's a, I mean, they're not children, but still, that was a student. And we got a, we got a poor one out for Liam. I know you cried. My bias. I I was sobbing. The first time I read about Liam's death, I did not cry. Like, I felt – I was sad, obviously. But the second time, I don't know if it was because, like, it was my second time around. I was spending more time with Liam. He was helping Violet, him going to the little ball thing with (gasps) her even though he didn't have to. I'm going to cry again about Liam. Ah, He was hurt before, but then he was saved. But then in the end, it was because of his dragon. (gasps) I also love that little tidbit, though, about how a rider dies. The dragon is obviously really sad and, like, trauma. But they'll find another rider, probably. Exactly. Like, it may it may take a while, but they'll find another one. But the bond through a human to a dragon is so strong that if their dragon dies, they die. And our little Liam... Oh, <laughs> As if it wasn't heartbreaking enough, that scene where his dragon dies, but then also, like, Zayden's BFFL is, like, also going to die on us. That was just... I know. And then he when he, like, called him brother... Found family. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't that sad. Like, he was my favorite character, too. But when he died, I just didn't feel anything. And I feel like that was the case with a lot of the deaths in the book. You weren't really connected to any of the characters. Like, there was so much death, but... It felt, like, meaningless. I feel like his death was, like, impactful. I don't know. But, I mean, Jack's death, I feel like, was not as impactful as it could have been. Because, like, I feel like we were building up to his death. I mean, we're all glad that he died. Violet had after effects where she was like, I've never killed somebody before, but... Do we know for sure that he's dead, though? Because we never saw a body. Oh. I thought it was pretty... He was pretty dead, but maybe he's not. He just... He... fell off of a cliff or something like that and she just saw his body falling because she used her power right she used the power to like destroy the cliff but i don't think she used her power to necessarily like strike his body unless i'm mistaken this man better not come back what if a wyvern saved him so then would that would have to mean that he would become a venom to become a venom you have to be like corrupted by the power wyverns don't exist until they're created by the venom because it's like opposite from dragons you kill the rider then the wyvern dies but i do think one of the main characters is going to become venom what if it's our homegirl rhiannon (gasps) that'd be crazy no 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 wait what so now that now that violet is like with zayden maybe rhiannon's gonna become like a villain because she's gonna be on the opposite side from violet but violet's gonna have to be like 
trying to convince her that the rebellion actually is like the good side. Yeah. Because also that whole book that her dad would read to her all the time, that fable, other people kind of knew about the fable of Venom, right? Yes, but I think it's like the colonies that were on like sort of the outskirts. Because they used those stories as like Mm -hmm. bedtime stories when in reality it's real. Yeah, because that whole reveal basically just for the listeners, Violet is with Zayden and Liam and Imogen. I think Imogen's there. It's mostly just people with rebellion relics. I think it's all the people with the rebellion. They get sent off during the war game, during the last war game to... Athbin? Sure, yeah. (laughs) I feel like I'm just saying Aspen with a lisp. (laughs) I mean, that's actually a good way to put it. Oh, God. But they get sent there, which is the place that Zayden had been going before. And the Griffin people, Griffin writers show up. Hey. And the fact that Dane knew what was going to happen. He knew, right? He knew, yeah, because he's the one that told on them. He was like... I'm so sorry. What did he say to Violet? He was like, I'm sorry. I'm going to miss you. Because he just knew that they were really just being sent to their death. This mofo. Oh, I hate him. And so Violet sees Zayden talking to the Griffin Riders and she's like, oh my God, he's a bad guy. He's like in cahoots with our main enemy. Like this is crazy. The more that she sees them like talking, interacting and like just the things that they're saying, she's like, wait, what? Why are they not being mean and scary and like trying to kill me and stuff? Isn't it Violet's idea to try and save them and the community, the colony that's about to be attacked by the Venom? Yes, I I think it's like her idea to stay because she was still like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Until somebody, I don't know who it was, was like, said that they spotted the Venom. And she was like, Venom? What do you mean, Venom? Those are fake. And they're like, no, that's real. And she's like, oh my gosh, okay. Well, we got to save these people that are here. It was just like a random village. And she had made a point to say like, oh, like a Sorengale isn't gonna risk her life to save this community that's like not her people. Mm, yeah, yeah. But then she was like, no, we are gonna save these innocent people. Like, let's do this. And Zayden was like, God damn, I love you. I know. <laughs> I know if I was in that situation, obviously it's like, oh my gosh, I feel betrayal. Zayden has been keeping this from me, blah, 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 right? But in that moment, I was like, Violet, do you not see these Venom? He's obviously been the good person. Your mom is the one that's been lying the whole time. She was pissing me off in that that scene. She was just like jumping to conclusions. Exactly. And she already knew they had been keeping things because there was that scene with Liam where they read – like one of the news reports or something like that, they omitted it from their lesson that day. And they're like, oh, okay, was that classified? No, it didn't say classified on there. So like, come on, Violet, you're the smarty smarts girl. Come on. The math isn't mathing, girl. Exactly. But I mean, it's got to be hard to like be told one thing for how old is she? Like 21. Your whole life. And then one guy that you love is like, hey, actually, this is what happens. Like, she's not going to just in the blink of an eye believe him. So, I mean, it does make sense. I'm just more glad that it didn't take half of a fucking book for her to, like, believe him. It only took a couple chapters for her to be like, okay, there seems to be reasons behind why he did this. Like, I'm actually not going to be mad about it. At the end of the day, I don't 
think that he's a bad guy because he's just still not giving villain to me. And I was like, we're on the same page. (laughs) Okay, who wants to say the end twist? Oh my gosh. Well, (laughs) at the end, we find out that Violet's brother, Brennan, has been alive the whole time and is working with the rebellion against basically his own mom like the general welcome to the revolution that was that was a pretty good ending i feel like rebecca yaros did a good job of hinting at the fact that he was alive too like i wasn't completely like super shocked but it made sense i didn't see it coming but it when it happened i was like okay it makes sense like it's it's a pretty common plot twist but yeah it was good i liked it i liked the ending because she had the poison in her right from like a dagger or something that the venom like stabbed or sliced her with and he healed her yes she was mended because they were like we have to take her to him we have to take her to him and she's like in and out of consciousness she's talking to zayden at the end and somebody knocks on the door and he's like oh he's so impatient he just comes in and he's like hi sis hi little sister welcome to the revolution that was wonderful and i feel like that's why i'm gonna like the second book a lot is because now that she has a familiar face someone that she does trust because it's her literal sibling like explaining to her why their mom's like you know, the real villain. It's going to make it so much easier of a transition for her to like believe it. Yeah, yeah. The one thing, I hope that she doesn't like get irked at Zayden for not telling her that her brother's alive. Like I hope her vendetta in the second book isn't like, well, you didn't tell me that my brother was alive. Oh, I'd be so annoyed. Knowing her, I feel like that's how it's going to be. It's like, he literally couldn't tell you Every everybody's lives would be at risk if he told you. Come on, Violet. Does that mean Brendan and Zayden probably have like are really close? Do you guys think? That's why I was like, this is not enemies to lovers. He's known this entire time that Brendan's been alive. He's been helping the the rebellion, you know. And the rebellion is set up in Zayden's old town, right? <gasps> that was supposedly like I guess it was burned. Yeah, it's like they're rebuilding it. That's so cute. I hope in the second book we do get more of Zayden POV chapters, kind of like the last at the end. Definitely. I agree. Oh my God. I was so attracted to Zayden when everyone was in Violet's room and they were trying to kill her. And she like is able to stop time for those like 40 seconds or whatever. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about Andarna's gifts. Oh Andarna's my gosh. Andarna's gift to Violet is Violet has the ability to stop time for I think it's not very long. I think it's like 30 or 40 seconds and then she has to just like sleep forever. She yeah. goes into like a hibernation. But since all these, I think it was like eight people tried to murder Violet in her sleep and so Andarna to save her used that power even though she knew she was going to be super drained Zayden just fucks everybody up oh my god all of his shadows are just like killing everybody (laughs) hot oh my god that was so good oh and Taryn the whole time was like he's almost there he's almost there and Violet in her head is like who is almost there and then Zayden shows up and then Taryn so sassy is like took you long enough and I'm like I love this grumpy old man (laughs) that Taryn is he's so good he's literally a grumpy old man and the fact that Zayden and Violet could also talk through like their minds or whatever I like that part they have their own little way to talk like at um the cafeteria scene or whatever oh yeah (laughs) 
I like that. I thought it was so funny. Zayden was like, don't fall for me. And oh. Violet was like, whatever. <laughs> I am already deeply in love with you. <laughs> I fell. <laughs> and he's at another table. And Zayden in her head is like, stop looking at me. And she's like, what? Look at you like how? And he's like, you know what you're doing. And she's like, I'm, I guess I'm just looking at you like if I'm going to strip down to my skin and pull your pants down. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. He literally like starts choking on his food. Me in a chokehold. Me. Literally. Relatable. I loved how just because Violet was brought into the Dragon Riders quadrant that she wasn't just an immediate badass. It was just so awesome that her version of winning fights was to poison her opponents and weaken them in ways where she... Yeah, that was pretty good. She used her brain to beat most opponents and, like, honestly, most challenges in general. Coming from, like, the scribe background, she knew, like, all the rules in the codex and she knew what she could do, what she couldn't do. And I also like how her friends offered to train her if she would, you know, help them study and then Zayden's little training sessions with her and they I felt like it was done well where they would mention like oh I'm I'm getting stronger or talk about how she's maybe not as like you know little anymore like she's gaining muscle and stuff like that yeah I think her struggles were done really well like showing her progression from being super weak to like learning and adapting to with what she had. I don't like that some people were saying that the story was info dumpy because I did not feel that at all. I do. I'm not going to say that I fully agree with you, Carlos, that like I couldn't feel the world fully. There were definitely things missing, but I wasn't like super taken out of it with a lack of world building. But I definitely would not say that this was info dumpy that is like kind of a crazy take i don't think it was info dumpy at all it kind of reminded me of akatar at the very beginning Feyre doesn't know anything which i actually hated this um at the end she has that one conversation with like the maid and that's when everything is revealed and i feel like the same thing happened here where like she doesn't know anything until the very end everything is revealed and I feel like that's a little bit lazy. That's the part that I didn't like about the world building where everything just gets revealed in one conversation. I like when it's gradually revealed throughout the book. This book is more campy, I would say. It's definitely a light read. It is a good book, but it's also kind of a bad book, which is why I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, there are like those like cringy moments that happen or like very corny scenes or I feel like there are a lot of like cliches or used up tropes in this, but I just, I loved it. Like, like you said, it just, it made me feel, it made me feel happy. It made me feel entertained. Like I was just entertained the entire time. I don't think I ever felt bored. Yeah. I don't know. There was definitely times where I did want to put it down and it was like a bit annoying. Um, I also didn't expect all the corny stuff with an adult. I feel like maybe if it was in YA, I could have been like, okay, like I would have let it pass. Her marketing it as adult though, I'm hoping will give more leeway to maybe she'll like dive into darker things that happen. Like the Harry Potter movies, how it starts out like super light and fun and each thing just gets darker and darker. That's what I foresee this series to be, honestly. I really hope so. I think if she does that, I think it, it 
could get really good. Because there's so much things that you can do with dragons and then the griffins and the wyvern. And it's like, what else is actually going on, you know? And I feel like we're going to get a huge war scene. I'm hoping that the next book has more action too. But I, it might just be them like slowly building up the rebellion again. I don't know. But I I love how – I forget. Rhiannon? Rhiannon? Rhiannon. <laughs> Whatever the hell her name is. I don't know. I think you say something different every time. <laughs> every single time. Um, I just love how their whole friendship was based off of that very first parapet scene. Violet sees how slippery her shoes would have been. Rhiannon, Rhiannon, whatever. <laughs> Re. Yeah, Re. call her Re. She gives Re one of her little shoes, one of her boots with the less slick sole. And that is what ends up saving both of them from slipping on the parapet. And she's like, you're going to be my friend. Yeah, I'm really interested in how their dynamic is going to change next book. Me too. I would love a villain arc for her, but then back into a friendship arc. Aw, I would be so sad if she... But I could see her maybe, you know, having her little villain moment because she does have like her family to think of, you know, and she just has a a new niece. Yeah. I feel like it's going to take a lot of convincing for a lot of these people to realize like, oh, we have been lied to our entire lives. So I could see that, but I don't want to see it. Also, what did you guys think about whenever the dragons were fucking? It made Zayden and Violet horny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. That was funny, but I was like, it's kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like hearing about like mom and dad having sex. You're like, exactly. I don't need that. And also that wouldn't make me horny if I Exactly. <laughs> no. Yeah, she was she's literally like, oh my gosh, I'm like burning. What's happening? And then she looks at was it Liam? Yeah, she was about to fuck him too. But the scene though, when he's like he picks her up against the wall, and I'm like, oh my gosh, please, please. break the room. I love it. They destroyed all the windows. Yeah. And she's like destroying trees outside with her lightning. I was like, hell yeah. Please. That's the sex I want for her. Just bananas. <laughs> but also, can't he turn it off? I feel like the dragons did it on purpose to make them like fall for each other. They can like block each other. They forgot. I'm sure. They wanted them to get together. They're like, we're mates. We should make them mates. They like were playing Cupid, and I love that. Exactly. And so Andarna is not their child she is like a little orphaned dragon and they just kind of like took her in which i think is adorable wait didn't they say she was one of gail's scales scale gail wasn't andarna like one of hers no because zayden was like Sigail, you didn't tell me after all this time you didn't tell me and she's like no obviously i didn't keep that from you we just found her or something like her parents i don't know her parents died who knows they were like she's not our baby but we treat her like our baby and he was like got it i know they're so like maternal and zayden making the saddle because every time they were in the air this bitch was flying off <laughs> i know wait what, so why were saddles not invented earlier did they like touch on that that's the point like if you fall off your dragon you just die and you just weren't worthy enough but Tarn, he like does something to keep her on which dragons don't actually do ever they don't find it worth uh-huh. it like him leaning down so that she could walk up his leg is very violet specific but he saw that she was different and he was like 
you're the one. And he's even working with Zayden, even though he doesn't want to. Oh, and this, the saddle really just killed me. I was like, he's so considerate. I love him so much. <laughs> and he like gets those daggers for her and they're like all beautiful. Specially made. And they're like lightweight for her too. He's perfect. He's literally perfect. I do wish we could have got more backstory from side characters. I feel like we don't really know much about them. That's why I said in my review that they feel like one dimensional until the very end where we learn like Zayden's a little bit. But I feel like everyone else was just like, I didn't really care for them. Even Rhiannon, I feel like we didn't learn anything about her until that scene with her family. But I am hoping. Well, I mean, Liam kind of was like a big character. Yeah, yeah. But he was like the biggest one that died. It felt like. Rebecca Yaros is not afraid, though, to kill her characters. Right. So I'm hoping that maybe we will see that more. And I'll be like, oh, my heart torn out of my chest. Same. On Instagram, I think it was another bookish podcast. I don't really know. I wish I saved the post. But they were talking about their theories. And you know how Zayden, he was kind of talking to Violet about his family or his dad or something. In his head, he was like, and my mom, I don't even want to go there or something like that. Someone was theorizing that his mom like became a villain. Something what? like that could happen because there's no mention of his mom ever or like being dead at all. Ooh, okay. That'd be fun. But I did see another theory that they think that Violet's mom's fever was because like a venom was like draining, trying to drain her of her power or something. And that's why Violet's hair is like silver or whatever is that she was drained a little bit but i don't know and that's why she's more fragile but i don't know if i believe that one or if i wait doesn't mayor barrel also I was have gonna say that's also very red queen <laughs> please is this just red queen fan fiction oh with my dragons God. it might be it might be i think we cracked the code we, we cracked, cracked the, the code. code it's just the red queen retelling well now i don't have to read red queen i already know what happens <laughs> oh yes you do <laughs> okay i will read it still and oh my god mare has a childhood friend that is supposed to maybe be like her oh, lover yeah. but then she like gets the ick and goes with the better guy that's also supposed to be the villain so this is red queen it's literally red queen <laughs> and there's also like the whole rebellion thing the revolution. No wonder you like the book so much. Now I see. Things are adding up. The math is mathing. Makes sense. Do you guys have any favorite quotes? I have this quote highlighted at 26%. Here's the thing, Sorengale. Hope is a fickle, dangerous thing. It steals your focus and aims it towards the possibilities instead of keeping it where it belongs on the probabilities. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. There's nowhere in existence you could go that I wouldn't find you, violence. <laughs> I die. <laughs> I've got more. Control your pink parts over there, Stop lady. Stop bringing pink Not parts. The pink parts. There's only you, violence. Is that what you needed to hear? And then I wanted you from the first second I saw you, violence. Oh, I die. I've been yours for longer than you could ever imagine. <laughs> yeah. Cries. I did highlight this one from Zayden's POV. Um, she can't die and not just because there's a chance I won't survive she can't die because I know I can't live without her even if I do because he needs her he loves her so deeply so do you apparently <laughs> I am gonna just start crying right now I just love Zayden Rose is like are you taking applications for a thruple don't tell my fiance in the other room <laughs> oh my god could you imagine if 
Sigal and Tarn have their own baby, then like that would be bonded with Violet and Zayden. And then they have four in their <gasps> arsenal. That would be wild. Literally the most powerful like ever. They would literally fuck the Venom. They would rule the world. That's why I have, I do have high hopes for the sequel. I do think it's going to get better. I hope that this is turned into a movie. I feel like the movie would be really good. Oh my gosh. And I feel like the book reads like a movie oh she wrote this to be like i would like a movie deal please it feels because there is a lot of dialogue which probably also takes away from some of the world building but still it's like i felt like i could picture everything that was happening like all their conversations any type of move their attacks their training like i felt like i pictured it really well so rebecca Please get in talks with Hollywood. Yes, I would like to talk to Hollywood on the phone, please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who. I'm happy. I'm happy that this is existing in the world. Let's only go up from here. Rebecca. Exactly. Lady Beck. <laughs> Highly recommend. Read this book. At the end of the day, Carlos, would you recommend this book? I would. Yeah, I would recommend it. I think it's it's good enough to give it a try at least. Okay. All right. Rose, I already know your answer. I mean, please, I'm I'm sobbing, so. <laughs> <laughs> we did it, guys. We covered the fourth wing. Most hyped book. Keeping up with the trends. We're so, look at us. We're so hip and trendy. Trendy. Ugh. Well, Rose, where can people stalk you? You can find me on YouTube now at Flower Reads A Lot and Instagram at the same name. You can find me on Instagram at Kingsome of Books. You can find me on Instagram at Lauren H. Writes and now also on YouTube as um, Read Anything Good. <laughs> read Anything Good. But if you also just go to our main YouTube channel for Control Your Shelf, everybody's channel is on the little community board or whatever. And yeah, you can find our podcast at Control Your Shelf on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, literally like everywhere, basically. So toodles. Thanks for watching, friendos. <laughs> Oh, the dragon egg. Dragon egg. <laughs> Not the egg. <laughs>